bulletin says sermon. This is really more of a devotional that I do on these nights. But tonight, uh, our scripture is 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 6 through 10. And in this passage, um, Paul was talking about a vision uh, that he received, or, or he said maybe it wasn't even a vision at all, but it was something amazing that happened to him. And Paul said, I hate to brag, but some of you folks are, are questioning my credentials as an apostle. And, and so in this passage, he's telling them everything that he's gone through for the Lord and even some of the amazing things that have happened to him. And he says, 14 years ago, I don't know if this was an in-the-body experience and I was physically there or if it was an out-of-body experience where God took my spirit up there. All I know is that I went, God took me to heaven and showed me inexpressible things that they can't even be said, uh, can't even be spoken to living man. And so he's talking about some of these experiences that he has. And then in light of that, in verse 6, he says, If I wanted to boast, I'd be no fool in doing so, because I would be telling the truth. But I won't do it, because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life, or hear in my message, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I want to just notice a few things about um, what Paul tells us here. The first is the danger of pride in our lives. Pride is insidious. Pride is one of those things that you don't have to be a certain age. You don't have to be a certain gender. You don't have to be a certain race. You don't have to be in a certain location. As long as you are living and breathing, you are susceptible to the sin of pride. As long as you have consciousness enough to know who you are at all, then you are one. And there's a lot of sins we could say, well, that's not a temptation. Maybe it was once a temptation for me, or that was never a temptation But the sin of pride is something that all of us have to be aware of. And it was actually the sin that brought Satan down himself as he had pride in his heart and said, I will elevate myself above the Lord Most High. Pride can get us. It's so tricky that pride is a sin that can attack us even in the midst of spiritual goodness going on in our life. I don't know if you noticed, but Paul said, I had this amazing spiritual experience, this thing that happened with God where I was taken up into heaven, and yet this wonderful spiritual amazing thing was in danger of causing me to be prideful about it. And so God allows uh, this messenger of Satan, so to speak, this torment, this tough thing in his life, and 
We don't know what that is. Uh, some people say, well, that was literally some, some demon that was tormenting him. Most people say, other people say, no, it was, it was some person who was giving him fits. A lot of people think that it was a physical ailment. Uh, they believe that Paul had his, his vision, and there's lots of reasons they the clues that they have to this, I say, hey, Paul had a vision problem. He couldn't hardly see, and he begged God, God, please help me to see better. We don't know exactly what it was. Those are all conjecture on our part. But we know he had something really tough that he had to um, deal with. And it was all because of pride. So if the apostle Paul, who was an apostle, <laughs> and then actually literally got to go to heaven... If he was still in danger of the sin of pride, guess what? All of us are. And we need to be aware of that. We, you know, we can be prideful about the funniest things. Well, secondly, I want us to think about our desire for a quick fix in life. So often, we call out to God not because we want God, but because we want a fix from God. We're in a rough situation. We're in a difficult time. And we're not saying, God, be with me. God, to, to, to use the lines of the song, we're not saying, God, I want to walk closer to you. We're saying, God, I'm just fine with you being over there, but can you throw a little miracle my way and get rid of this annoying person or this financial problem or whatever this health difficulty is in my life? And God desires for us, it's fine for us to ask. Paul wasn't sinning when he said, God, please take it away. But God wanted him to learn that there was something more important sometimes in our life. And that is God's grace. We need to realize that there's a lot of things that we want in this life. And yet God's grace is what we really need. And so many times when we go through struggles and trials, again, it is very natural for us to say... If I have a, a disease, God, heal this, please. If I have a money problem, God, bless me with some money somehow. And that's natural and normal that we're going to ask those kind of prayers. But we've got to realize a lot of time God's, God will sometimes say, yes, I'll do that for you. He does sometimes do that, answer in that way. But often God says, you know what? If I give that to you, you're going to go right back to be complacent and be fine without me, and really act like you don't need me at all. But if I allow you to continue to have that struggle and difficulty in your life, but yet I give you the grace to make it through each and every day, you're going to draw close to me, and you're going to realize your need for me the way you should. And God's grace is all we need. We may want a fix, but we need his grace. Another thing that we see in this passage is that you and I are never going to reach our full strength as Christians, our full potential, until we embrace our weakness. That's a hard thing to do. We are, we are not taught to show weakness in life. We are taught to hide weakness. Why? Because there's bullies in life that will come along and pick on you if you show your weakness and so we're taught to project strength greater than what we have, not admit our brokenness and fallenness and, and all this sort of thing. But God says, you know what? you got to come before me and put all that pride and all that showmanship and all the big facade that you put up for everybody else, you got to put that to the side. And you've got to come to me and admit your weakness. And Paul said, you know what? 
I, I've got to where when I realize, ah, that's a new ache. I've never had that one before. Praise God. God, you got something else. Another way that you can give me grace uh, now in my life. I didn't have that before. I didn't need your grace. But now it's a new part of my back that needs your grace or whatever your issue is. And some of y'all, this is really real because I can see you nodding your head and smiling. You know what I'm talking about. Um, as long as we're full of ourselves, as long as we're, I've got it all together. You know, uh, the Bible says that God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. He lifts up the humble. Uh, finally, um, <clears throat> uh, and just along those same lines, the humility of being open about your weaknesses is key to opening the pathway of Christ's power in your life. Listen to what he says there. He says in verse uh, 9, Each time he said, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may work through me. So get what he's saying here. It's not enough. God's just not going to all of a sudden automatically look at you and say, oh, you're so weak and pathetic. I guess I'm going to bless you a bunch. No, Paul said, when I realize and admit to God, when I confess to him, God, I'm nothing without you. God, I'm broken. I'm in need of you. Paul says that's just like opening up a tap of God's power. It's been there, it's been ready, but it has been unreleased. And as soon as we admit to God, God, I'm weak, but you're strong, and I need you to work through me, God just opens that up, and the flow of his power and strength of your life comes when you're able to admit and acknowledge your sinfulness, your weakness, your vulnerability, all those kind of things. But as long as we stand before God prideful, I've got it all together, I don't need anybody, guess what? God says, I'm closing that off. It's not going to flow through your life until you humble yourself before me. So here's the deal. A lot of you are giving up some things for Lent. If you do and are successful, that's awesome. But don't be prideful about it because all... All that it should do is remind you, hey, I've been able to keep this one little thing, but I've got 999 other things where I haven't been able to do what I needed to do. You know what Paul said about the law? He said the law was given so that sin could abound. In other words, until God gave the law, people thought, well, I'm good. I'm all right. I'm, I'm worthy of going to heaven. And he gave the law not so people could say, I'll work hard enough and I'll keep it all and then I'll be worthy of God. He gave the law so that the people of Israel could look at it and say, wow, we're never going to be good enough. I guess we're just going to have to trust God's grace because if it was up to us, we'd never make it. And that's what God's calling us to do in this time of Lent where we reflect on things that we need to leave behind and change and how we need to live in the future, we need to look to God and say, God, I'm weak, but you're strong, and I admit my weakness so that your power can flow through me. So we are coming to the time of our um, receiving the ashes, and how that'll work, we'll, uh, we've got a good crowd tonight, which is wonderful, so we'll take one side at a time. Um, 
And when I, when I tell you to stand, um, we'll just start with this side and on the front, and you can come forward. If you're here tonight, because I did invite our folks to invite friends, and if you're here tonight to check it out, but you're a little bit, just you can stay in your seat or let people out, and that's okay. But if you come up, um, if you are not like me, if you do not have a generous forehead, remember to lift those bangs up so that I can have plenty of room to put that cross. Some of y'all don't, no, Doug, you don't need your hand. But some, uh, some of you, I really need that help because uh, I don't want to get the ash. And if you're wondering what it is, all it is is palm leaves, the ash from palm leaves mixed with some olive oil, okay? So nothing crazy uh, in there. But we will um, we'll sing the first verse of Just As I Am, and uh, then we'll kind of stop and let the music play. And then when we get done with the whole thing, we'll end up and uh, finish with the last verse. <clears throat> 